This is the Drummer's Resource Podcast, Session 217. And the quote of the day is, If anyone can have it, I don't want it. Listening to the Drummers Resource Podcast, home of in-depth interviews with the world's greatest drummers, music industry professionals, and thought leaders. Inspiration, education, and motivation for drumming and beyond and beyond and beyond. What's going on, everybody? Nick Ruffini here with another session of the Drummers Resource Podcast. It's actually been a while since I've recorded one of these because I was away for two weeks, so I had to pre-record a bunch of them, and then I'm only home for a few days, and as you're listening to this, if you're listening to this on Friday, the day it comes out, I'm on a plane to Italy uh, right now. So any of my Italy peeps that are uh, that are listening, definitely say what's up. Uh, maybe we can meet up while, while I'm in Italy. So, uh, But this is a really exciting interview for me. This is Chase Jarvis, and he is the creator, the CEO, the founder of Creative Live, which is the world's biggest online learning platform. And the big reason why I wanted to have Chase on the show is because he explains, he always talks about bridging the gap between art and commerce and how you can make a living out of doing what you love or how you can really do what you love and integrate it into your life. So he always says, you know, how to make a, how to make a life and a living and, or a living out of your, out of your passion, out of what you love to do. And he is definitely a, a person who has done that to the nth degree. Uh, he's a world-class photographer. He's traveled all around the world. He's won a bunch of different prizes and a bunch of awards for his photography work. And now, like I said, he runs Creative Live and rubs shoulders with some of the elite entrepreneurs out there like Mark Cuban and Gary Vaynerchuk and Sir Richard Branson. But he's also still creating a ton of things through photography and, and video and things like that. So just a really, really cool guy to have on the show. And I'm really glad that he took took the time to chat with me. So I'm not going to waste any more time, but before you get into it, I am going to waste a second more time before uh, I want to let you know that he talks about a promo code in there. So if you go to creativelive.com forward slash drummer, and then use the promo code chaser, C-H-A-S-E-R, you'll be able to save 25% off of any Creative Live class that they have on there. And they have music classes on there. Matt Halpern's been on there. Mike Johnson's been on there. So definitely worth checking out creativelive.com forward slash drummer and use the promo code chaser so let's get into it with the one the only chase jarvis chase jarvis what's happening man thank you so much for doing this thank you for having me on the show man nice work building this thing it's beautiful well thank you so first and foremost we're going to talk about your illustrious drumming career um i think that's a good place to start don't you think (laughs) yeah you've seen animal Right, the, uh, puppet. That's yeah, my style right there. Yeah, I like it. I like. It. Hey, man, he's you know, he he went head to head with Buddy Rich. So, uh, That's right, he's got his own style. He's his yeah, own man. Yeah. So the we talked a little bit off air, and the the reason why I wanted to have you on the podcast, uh, numerous reasons. One, I'm a big fan of your work uh, at, from from the creative side of things, but also how you've really managed to bridge the gap between being an artist, being an entrepreneur, making that all work together and still maintaining a lot of, or all of your uh, artistic integrity, I should say. Um, but let's let's rewind a little bit before you were Chase Jarvis as you are now. Let's talk a little bit, just how you, how you got into the arts. And I know that there's a story about, you found your grandfather's old uh, f- photography equipment and things like that, right? Yeah, I can give you that story, sure. So, um, 
the background is I'm the same as everybody else who's listening in that you, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, know the audience a little bit and I can also make some assumptions that we love, you know, the thing that, um, we, we have our passions in this case, you know, most of the folks who are listening are, are drummers and, you know, mine, it was primarily photography, but I have an appreciation for all the creative stuff. And, Yet we're we're always faced with you know how do you authentically put your work out there in the world, represent who you are, and goddamn if you're lucky maybe make a living and or a life doing that thing. Mm-hmm. And if you can't, then you know what's the closest thing you can you can do to that and still maintain you know your your integrity, not just as an artist but as a human. Like you don't want to work for peanuts, right? Um, and so. You know, I think it's that context is important to rewind and and um, go back to my start, which was I was always a creative kid, and I sadly was sort of influenced. I think as we all are when we're defining who we are, whether you know it's, as a young person, as a teenager, by you know what we should be, what the world thinks you should be, what your parents, your friends, you know, there's a lot of shaping that that goes on, and. Um, the the moniker of being a creative kid wasn't something that I was stoked on. I was mostly interested in um, doing something fun that I loved and spending my time, you know, chasing my passions. But also, I wanted to fit in, and I didn't want to be weird. And and um, and so, where I grew up, uh, being quote creative was uh, a weird thing. And so, I ended up going. You know, I was the captain of the football team, and the captain of the soccer team and the stuff that's, that is really, frankly, sort of, not, not, I'm not regretting that, but I'm regretting that I wasn't able to express who I really was in its entirety. And I went for the safe thing, um, because it was, it was safe. Um, but what I had been doing, which is sadly what I find that so many of my artist friends have been doing, was just suppressing sort of that side of themselves for a really long time. And it you know, often doesn't come out or it comes out in a sort of fucked up way. Um, or in my case, it came out a little bit later. And one of the things that really helped that was, sadly, my grandfather dropped out of a heart attack on my college graduation. Um, I was uh, playing, you know, as I mentioned earlier, I went to uh, soccer was a big part of my life. I went to college on a soccer scholarship because that was how to be normal. Yet I really wanted to be a photographer. My grandfather dropped dead a week before my college graduation. And while it was horrible and traumatic in so many ways, the silver lining is that I was given his cameras um, as a part of his his passing, and I did what you know some some of us who you know have either saved up the money or whatever um, found a way to put their shit in a backpack and go on a on a sort of a soul searching journey, and I happened to just be able to take my grandfather. My, my recently dead grandfather's cameras with me on that journey. I walked the earth for five months throughout Europe, you know, eat beans and tuna fish and what, whatever I could get my hands on and slept on the ground and in hostels and whatnot right. and taking pictures. So I taught myself the craft uh, and that was really when I realized that this thing that I'd been sort of repressing my whole life was the thing that I was put on this earth to do. Um, and so I, I got into it. So were you, was there, if, if, once you decided, all right, look, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to, yep. I'm, I'm going to be a photographer. Was there, was it sort of like, this is what I'm going to do for a living or this is what I'm going to do for my life and I'm going to do something else for a living? 
Yeah, it sounds really definitive, like as you tell the story, but you know, the, the reality is that it's a process or it was a process for me. And I think it's a process for most people. There may be a time where the switch actually flips, but generally speaking, it's something I wrestled with, like, huh, this would be really an amazing way to make a living and a life. But, you know, then you replay all the soundtracks. So the people who come before you use words like starving artist and your parents who want you to be a lawyer and you're, you know, you know, all the shit, the baggage that goes along culturally with being a creative, which I believe for the record is, that is finally that narrative is finally being borne out as false. Mm -hmm. And it's the first time in the world that doing the quote traditional thing, go to college, get a good job, be an accountant or a doctor or doctor, lawyer, whatever is actually the riskier path than following your passion for the first time ever. So I want to be on record saying that. Um, But yeah, I, I, it sounds like a, a light switch flip, but the reality was like, you're you're wrestling with how do you actually turn your passion into something that maybe could make some money and if you do so how do you do so without being dirty and selling out and all those words that we you know throw around pretty casually um in our culture but they're at the end of the day when you're the artist making decisions those are very real decisions and i'm all about um uh, i think navigating that is better and easier now than ever before and it's really about busting the bullshit myths around what it means to be an artist. You know, we've, you know, we hold the masters, say like Michelangelo, that dude was paid real dollars to paint the Sistine Chapel. Mm-hmm. He didn't just volunteer to do that shit. He was paid well. <laughs> he was, he just happened to be paid by the church, but it's no different than being paid by a record label or, you know, some other commercial mechanism. And the fact that Michelangelo painted whatever he wanted, that's bullshit too. There are, there are guardrails and our rules when you're going to make a living and a life doing stuff that, um, you know, and the best music doesn't always win. The best drawing, the best photograph, that doesn't always win. There's all these competing constraints, but that's actually a game and a creative process in and of itself on figuring out how to play that and play it on your terms. So mm-hmm. it wasn't a, it was a, it was like the classic, you know, two or three year overnight light switch right is, is figuring out how to make a living and a life doing what you love with integrity. Now, as you mentioned, the the fact that it's this process that you go through and everyone is different. And I know for me, I grappled with the idea of playing music for me was would never be enough of just playing music and being a quote unquote starving artist. And, you know, I, I don't want to drive like an 83 Pinto and not have money to put, yeah. you know, in no the gas. insurance. Yeah. No right. Like that's, and, but I'm like, oh man, I'm playing music. That's, that wouldn't cut it for me. So, but everybody's different. So where do you stand sort of on that, on that spectrum of, are you not that I'm saying you're not a true artist, but is just practicing the art enough for you? Or do you need sort of that? You need the, the creature comforts too, that go along with having, let's say a quote unquote stable job. Um, well, I think, it's a you're creating a false distinction and this is part of the challenge with our culture is that you're either a starving artist or you sold out and the reality right. is it's a spectrum and that it's different you know everyone has a different threshold and to be clear for every you know place where you feel like you you feel solid and comfortable there are 10,000 YouTube comments awaiting you as soon as you have hit any sort of trajectory of success <laughs> um, and you know the part that is uh, that I know for sure is that once you decide in your heart, in your head, um, and usually this is through experience on how to navigate that, 
that you don't ever have to look back. Um, and I don't know an artist that has achieved any degree of success that hasn't had to put a commercial lens on their work. The fact that it's just that great work uh, survives and thrives and it doesn't need promotion and it doesn't need marketing. And that's just, it's just not true. And if you talk to anyone who's made it, there's all kinds of levels of artistic integrity. And, and believe me, the folks that I feel like have the most, they're also very well aware of what they're doing in the commercial realm. So I think the only thing you can do wrong, frankly, is to pretend that it doesn't exist and stick your head in the sand. You know, mm. by contrast, like having a point of view, deciding where you want to, you know, at, at first I didn't care what I was doing. I was getting paid to shoot skateboarding of myself and my friends traveling the world, you know, skating, surfing, um, skiing, snowboarding. Are you mm. kidding? I, who was I to say, oh, I only want to be a fine artist and I'm only going to show in foreign galleries and I'm, only if my prints are 40 by 50 or larger. And like, that's just, that's bullshit constraints that get placed, you know, when you start thinking of the industry. Look at, you know, what your original early interests are as a, as a young person or as a person who's just getting exposed or excited about whatever thing you're trying to pursue. For me, it was about like, you, you're going to pay me to use a camera to hang out with my friends and do shit that I want to do anyway. Right. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> and, yep. and it sounds a little bit, um, I don't want to say that it's just the, like, just follow your passion and everything will work out because what's missing from that equation is a shitload of hard work and, you know, having some aptitude. I love basketball, but, you know, the chances of me, um, a being a good enough three point shooter as a six foot tall person to make in the NBA was very small. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, and there are sure you can, you can cite all sorts of guys that were five, eight or five, nine that played in the NBA, but it's just not a great overlap of passion, aptitude, sort of natural skill set. Right. So, uh, you know, and, and, and it, frankly, it takes all those things if you want to operate at the very high, highest level. And again, even there, there's a spectrum. Like, you want to you wanna just be around basketball? Yeah, you can be a trainer. You can be the ball boy. You can be the water boy uh, mm -hmm. or girl. Uh, um, and, yeah, I feel like the, the – go back to a point I just made earlier, which is the only thing you can do wrong is not have an intention. Like, I – this is something that I feel like I want to apply myself to. And how can I make a living doing what I love? And I think you're a great example, frankly, of you got tired of touring, as I understand it. Mm -hmm. Wow, what you know? I need to build some other frameworks so that I can stay near my passion, be around drumming, still play music, and yet, like you said earlier, <laughs> have insurance and right. have a you know a place to lay your head every night. That's not the you know it's not the back of a van in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Mm -hmm. Not but, that those trips aren't fun. For it's, sure, you know what I think with thirty of them, and then you're like, okay, this is whack, right? <laughs> And for, I mean, you know, like look at it as a, for you as a photographer, if you always had to be taken away from home to right. make a living after a while, like, I mean, you're married, right? And yep. so like, you get it after a while. It's like, man, I don't, I love touring, but I don't want to have to go. For sure. I want to be able to say yes or no. And for me, that sort of comes down to like, and I'm guessing you have the same thing of like the freedom. For sure. That's it's what you, yeah, that is a, what, one of the things that you work for is to create freedom, you mm -hmm. know, and, and, you know, at the end of the day, when I'm listening or tallying up the comments of people who've, who've, um, 
basically done what they set out to do and made a living and a life, uh, you know, around their passion that they're, they have had to be intentional about it. And even if it was a gear shift at some point, you were sort of bobbling along like the cork and the tide. Everyone who's actually done it has said, all right, good. I'm actually, I'm going to switch gears now. I mean, even this is a very trite reference, but I'm going to go there. Like even Kurt Cobain, mm-hmm. you know, who, who the stories are myriad and deep about him, like him rejecting a lot of the success that came with this meteoric rise. But they'd been playing music for 10 years and it was his goal to be famous and get his records heard on the radio. Right. And it was really you know, only after doing those things, again, this is by my understanding, I wasn't close to Kurt, but that they realized, or he realized a lot of the trappings that he, it wasn't what he thought it was going to be. And then he had to sort of change course and deal with it or rather not deal with it through a bunch of other means. But I just, you know, what's consistent is that there is a way of making a living and there is the people who've done it the best, I think have done so really intentionally Mm-hmm. And you know, the saying is like, if you don't know where you want to want to go, you're surely not going to get there. <laughs> right? You know, it's I like, love I love that. Yeah. And and so putting a stake in the ground is what I think keeps most people from from actually being able to make make this thing that I, I keep calling a living and a life, doing what you love. And you know, I just also paint with a little broader brush. You can be a drummer or you can be a photographer or you can be a fill in the blank and not actually make a living from it and just be happy as a clam. So right. I'm sure there's a lot of listeners right now who like for whom do not want to, you know, touring isn't the ultimate and we got to make those people let, let them know that that's super admirable. But that's what I mean about, you know, see earlier point, like creating an intention around what it is you want to do. What do you want to get out of this? You want to be a, an engineer by day and play in the, you know, in the metal circuit on the weekends, you know, in around Baltimore or like, what do you, like, what do you want to do? You define it and then it makes it a lot more achievable. Right. So speaking of achievable, I know that you, you talk a lot about goal setting and, and starting at point A and getting to point B. Uh, so what are your, what are, what's sort of your advice on that for people, especially even in the, in the creative field, because it's such a, it's, there's, there's no, there's no seemingly obvious destination as a creative. Yeah. I feel like the, the, if you could make some shit up, like take constraints away, fantasize about what the, like, what would it be, you know? If you could just write it down and it would be true, what would it, what would that look like? I think that's an amazing place to start. I'm not saying that that's where you're going to end up, but my my experience and the experience that I know from people who've done this, you know, people who are just wildly successful Grammy award winning artists or people who play for themselves and and you know have that particular soul aspect about them, for everyone who has tried to set that out, like this is what the ultimate would be. As soon as you start pursuing that, people, you just feel better. Like you're, you're motivated to get out of bed. You're mm-hmm. motivated to carry yourself in a different way. Like, and so the, the feeling that I'm trying, I'm really chasing sort of a feeling and it's feeling that you're on the path. What is, what, what I think people need to remain open to is that that path may change as things happen. You have a kid that you weren't expecting. And then, so the idea of touring doesn't, 
you know, maybe you haven't lost the dream, but it all of a sudden sounds a little less good. Well, okay, what are some other, you know, what are some other aspects of the music industry? Do you want to be a gigging musician? You know, you want to, you know, want to fill in for XYZ bands in the studio or whatever. Like you, you can always, you know, it's just your, your vision can continually evolve. Um, but it's really about being on that path the path towards, I think, painting a picture and, and striving. And that's not to say that if you have that kid that you were anticipating, that you can't actually still do it. There's, there's thousands of examples of very successful musicians who've done that, you know, who've, who've actually done that. Mm -hmm. But I think the takeaway for the listeners is that if, you know, if you don't say what it is that you want to do and put yourself on that path and do something every day that moves you toward it, then at least for me, there's a, like, there's this void in in my soul and there's a lack of sort of motivation that can come over me and the people that I know who haven't defined those things for themselves and again contrast that with like actually writing down on a piece of paper stick it on on your mirror every morning of what what it is that you're chasing mm -hmm. and again even if it's just to play in a local band and you know be a you know be you know work at the restaurant and make a good living there and have a lot of flexibility and freedom and you know, play on the weekends. That's, there's nothing wrong with that, but that's living with intention. So right. you know, right. to me, that's a, a very clear takeaway and a pattern that I see in the most successful people that I know and success being defined, not just in megastars, but in people who have, who I think can look at their lives and say that they're doing what they want to do. Well, and I think that there's a lot of stereotypes where people say, well, if you don't make a living doing it, then you're not successful at it. You know, and it's like, well, I wasn't yeah. planning on making I'm not trying to make a living out of it or or you know, I I love doing this so you know sometimes when you try to make a living out of it it makes you dislike it so true so you true know? and so. again the, the that's the the key differentiator is actually having the balls the ovaries the whatever to say what you want like what is it that I want to have be do become and and having the wherewithal to chase that to mm -hmm. me, that's what it's all about. Yeah. So you had mentioned earlier, you know, about going out and filming skateboarders and skiers and just hanging out with your friends. And where you are now as the CEO of Creative Live, you have 100 plus employees, you have Mark Cuban on your show, and you have Gary Vaynerchuk on your show. There was a there was a transition from just doing being a photographer and moving Sort of the way that I like to say it is like moving on, not moving on, but moving to a higher level, connecting with people who are operating at a higher level than you. Uh, Gary Vaynerchuk did it with, you know, with Wine Library and, and moving into VaynerMedia and all that stuff. And you've done it with Creative Live. Can, I want to I want to talk about that transition a little bit because I feel like no, not a lot of people talk about that transition. Like Lewis Howes did it from sports into what he does now with uh, with school greatness and everything. There's that transitional period and then sort of getting into that other world uh, outside of your immediate immediate circle. Mm -hmm. And I don't feel like a lot of people talk about that transition. Yeah, or, or starting it. Yeah, well, there's there's um, it. It, I think in order for it to be something that gets talked about, it needs to fit in a really nice soundbite. Mm -hmm. And the reality is I don't know anybody's shit who made this transition or, you know, several transitions there, if it's in a soundbite, 
right? It's like the 10 year overnight success. Like you're grinding, <laughs> grinding right. for so long. And then, you know, you get little pockets of air as you're grinding and you, you know, you, or you dig in a ditch and you look and be like, wow, I'm further along than I thought. Or sometimes mm-hmm. I'm like, shit, I haven't even moved. I've been standing in the same place for a long time. Um, but it's, I think there's this combination of doing what you love about having some sort of higher purpose to your life. Like my life is, I, I'm trying to live the most creative uh, and fulfilling life that I can that has a component of giving back to it. And so I've used some values um, to apply to my life and decide what it is that I want to be and become. And those things at the end of the day when shit gets hard, that's why you should do something that you love especially if you want to make your own business out of it because shit is going to get hard, like hard. <laughs> and you, you know, you listed things like Mark Cuban and Branson and Vaynerchuk and some other folks that I have the good fortune of running around with. And I don't like every one of them has had massive like roadblocks mm-hmm. and the reason they were able to push through them when other people weren't is because they were deeply passionate about what they were the problem that they were trying to solve, the itch that they were scratching, it was their own itch. It wasn't some bullshit market opportunity. It was something that was true to them in here and they were pursuing a thing that they cared deeply about. And right. again, that's the thing that most of the stuff that you read in the magazines, it really makes it sound like the answers are out there. If you do it like like this guy or that girl did, then you can sort of replicate their success. But I find that it's sort of more more an internal thing. Like if you're, are you listening? listening to where you're, you know, you know what your skills are, you know what your strengths are, you know what you love, you know, you can see the intersection of all those things. Are you, you know, are you pursuing that? Are you pursuing things that are meaningful to you at a deep cellular level? Because that's the only way you're going to get anywhere, Mm -hmm. you know, just, just speaking frankly. And so, you know, to go back to your question, I don't think that there is, that all of those, I guess all those folks are a 10 year overnight success. Um, and, and yet all of those opportunities came from just pursuing their thing. <laughs> right. There's, there's this, the way that I've come to understand the world is that we're all a bunch of hyphens. We all are, you know, multi hyphenate, multi, you know, we're all the, the slash culture this, and not yep. the music of the guitarist, but the slash, like I do this and this and this and this, and I scrap together a living. Right. And that used to be sort of shameful or weird, or but it's actually the future. And if you look at someone myself or like Gary Vaynerchuk that you mentioned, what do we do? We got really good at one thing. We figured out how to learn. Essentially, we taught mm-hmm. ourselves. I taught myself how to you know become a successful photographer. Gary built a fifty million dollar wine business. Um, Cuban, uh, you know, built a company on connecting computers. <laughs> like, right. It's and. It was through that process of going really deep at something that you become good at learning because the, 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 the rules that you apply to learn are the same in most disciplines and they have to do with like what are the basic skills that you need, who do you need to know, what kind of work ethic is required, what kind of attitude and you know it's like how do you, how do you put your personal stamp on something. All those are they, – they cross every possible career path. And mm-hmm. the people that I know who've done this have, they've just pursued their thing and then all these other opportunities come to them as opposed to necessarily having to chase and doing a 180. I'll use myself as an example. Um, my, you know, I invested 10 years of my life into becoming a photographer uh, and when I figured that out, 
I realized that, wow, if I told stories about it, you know, for other people about what it's like to be a photographer, it seems like that's something that's interesting on social media. Before I knew it, there was a million people following me just from telling stories about what it was like to go photograph this shoot for Nike or that shoot for Mercedes. Right. And then when you have an audience, oh my God, you realize that there are brands that are coming to you. And so then I started being on the other side of the camera and, you know, endorsing things like Polaroid with Lady Gaga and, and it, but it all stemmed from doing one thing. The reality is you can only connect the dots looking backward. So now it makes perfect sense, you know, why X and Y and Z happened, mm -hmm. but they're all a fruit of doing the thing that I really was wanting to do. The other stuff that came on along, like Gary moving from building a wine business into owning a, a new media agency, you know, Vayner Media, or Cuban, you know, fusing his interests in computer connected networks with basketball. Right. For broadcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for, for, yeah. For broadcasting. That's what created broadcast.com, which he sold to Yahoo for $5.7 billion when he was like 38 years old. So it's, that's the point that I'm trying to make earlier about being on your path. It's very much about pursuing one thing that you wanted to be good at. And the reality is that doors open when you're on that path. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So not an overnight thing. Um, and in my case, I mean, I was at the White House last week, and it sounds sort of douchey, but I was like, wait a minute, like, <laughs> like, like I, wait a minute, like, I was taking pictures of my friend skateboarding not, not all that long ago, and I pursued that with every cell in my body, right. and now I'm getting invited to meet privately with Joe Biden about this or that initiative that they want my help on. Like, what the fuck? That's Seriously? amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. And I think the same is true. If you, you know, of course there's intention around that kind of stuff. Um, like, you know, you want to, you know, you want to you put your name or your brand or your soul out there, but it's, I know it's the truth of those people that you named, you know, alongside me because they're my friends and they've told mm -hmm. me so. Right. Shit just doesn't randomly happen. It happens through a lot of hard work, but you better decide that you want to work on. Well, something. that's what I was going to say. It's not luck. It's not, you know, and, and I think that people read all of these things and they say, okay, you got to have a positive mindset and you got a goal set and you got to do all this shit. Then you got to work. Yeah. Like a lot, not like four hours a day for six months. And you'll be like, Oh, how come it's not happening? You know what yeah. I mean? Like a friend of mine, uh, I don't know if you know the site humans of New York. Oh yeah. I, that's, I live here. So I'm familiar. Okay, it's yeah. an amazing, amazing site for those of you who don't know or don't live in New York or it's, it's a global phenomenon. Yeah, Even if you don't live in New York, it's a great, it's a great site. Yeah. It, it, the short version is that a guy was a bond trader, dropped everything, moved to New York to pursue his passion of taking portraits of people on the street. And he's since turned it into the number one, um, independent artist site on Facebook. He's got, I think 18 million fans, number one, New York times bestseller multiple times over. And he can raise, you know, he raised 4 million bucks for children with cancer. Uh, he's, you know, regularly doing stuff with the white house and the UN and like, he's just a fucking amazing guy. And he says this about hard work. Do not let the fact that you are pursuing your dreams be a substitute for working hard. In fact, uh, I like that. In fact, it is required if you want to get anywhere while you're pursuing your dreams that, you know, hard, hard work is basically essential. So because these weird careers that we fantasize about, whether it's to be a rock star or 
um, you know, some hedge fund manager or whatever your dream is, like that, it, it's probably a dream because it's it's far out and it's thought to be unachievable. And it just, you know, lo and behold, those are the things that drive us as humans, as things that I think are, um, yeah, that seem unattainable at first. And then you flip a couple pages in the book or you look under the, you know, you look under the, the hood and you're like, shit, I can actually do this or I can see a path to this. This session is brought to you by my friends at Dream Symbols, makers of the Ignition Symbol Pack. And the Ignition series are hand hammer from Cast Bronze, and they make professional quality symbols at entry level prices, so they're not going to break the bank. I highly recommend checking them out. You can learn more at dreamsymbols.com. Now let's get back into it with the one and only Chase Jarvis. Like you said, you're skate filming your friends skateboarding and skiing, like you build this career as a photographer and then you want to take it to the next level. And so you guys started creative live in what, 2010? Yeah. 2010 for those folks that don't know, creative live is a site that, um, well, I guess I was a photographer and, and, um, realized through telling stories that there were a bunch of people interested in, in becoming photographers. Then when I looked a little bit deeper, it wasn't just photographers. There was people who were interested in becoming designers and musicians and, you know, you can see the future of the freelance economy. Something like 53 million Americans today have a side gig, have a side hustle making money. And if really, when, when surveyed, something like 80% of those people would love to make it full time if they could. And so that's just like, there's this rise of the freelance economy. And I'm thinking all these people who are, you know, reading my blog or whatever. And what I understood from listening and talking to them all over the world is that they just want sort of to, to learn even the, like the, the first step toward living the life that I had lived or to master the ability to take great photos of their kids or whatever. And, and ultimately, it's, it's to learn. So I'm like, shit, I can do that. And I realized that I didn't actually want to be the teacher, but more so be the facilitator. So in 2010, myself and a buddy um, in a, you know, and a handful of volunteers who are, you know, work their ass off on our behalf also got themselves together in a little grimy warehouse in South Seattle and, uh, broadcast a photography class with a friend of mine who was a Pulitzer prize winning photographer and shit, 50,000 people showed up to that class. Wow. And so we did another class the next month and did another one the month after. And, and were they, before, they were free, right? Yeah, the, yeah. the business model is pretty simple. It's that while we were making the class and broadcasting them live, I mean, live internet's pretty obvious now. We've got Facebook Live, but shit was hard in 2010. Yeah. And it was very new. But the, the business model was that if you wanted to watch it while we were live and, and teaching sort of in real time, then it was free. And if you wanted to watch it on your own time, um, you know, watch it over and over again and own the content, then you had to pay uh, 100 bucks. And lo and behold... You know, we, like I said, we had 50,000 people watch our first one and there's just a certain number of people that want to own it and watch it on their own because the content was good. Mm -hmm. Not good. It was great. Right. And, uh, and that money allowed us to do the next one and the next one. And so now it's, uh, what is it? It's six years later. Um, we have 25,000 lessons, 1500 classes. Uh, we've got 10 million students all over the world. Uh, and we've had more than 2 billion 
minutes of, of creative video education consumed on our platform. So I think it's, it's working. It's, it's working. And it's, and, and the difference is, it's not just from anybody. I mean, you want to learn like, you know, for your community, like Matt Halpern teaches drumming on creative live. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you want to learn from the drummer periphery, like, well, that's, you know, you can do that on creative live and, um, entrepreneurship, you know, names like Gary, uh, Richard Branson, Mark Cuban, Ariana Huffington, um, photography. Bunch, a bunch of nobodies. Yeah, a bunch of losers, right? I mean, no, <laughs> like the fucking best names in the game. And so that's one of the things that we have done really well at Creative Live is is curate the hell out of who gets to teach or appear on our platform because that stuff matters. And the internet's noisy, and we want to have the highest quality productions mm -hmm. with the best names. And it's this is people who have done it. Like right. it's not people who are good. It's not someone who, you know, learned about it in school and then became a teacher and then they, you know, they teach at the, at the local, um, local school. This is, you know, these are, are people who have walked the walk and lived it. And to right. me, that makes a difference. So, mm -hmm. um, actually I arranged for, um, just for anyone who wants to go check it out, it's, uh, it's at creativelive.com. And, uh, if at checkout, um, they use the code chaser and they go to the landing page, um, creativelive.com slash drummer. I didn't know if you wanted drummer or drummers, but short story long is I made a landing page. And if you put my name plus our chaser at okay. checkout, they'll get 25% off. So, oh, nice. That's yeah. Crazy. And you know, the, the classes again are taught by world-class experts and this is, there's a lot of classes. What I knew would resonate based on our interview today is that there's a lot of classes about how to make like, there's the, 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 the business of music, the ugly underbelly of music. And that's, you know, taught by Steve Rennie. I just watched there was, it was getting broadcasted live a couple of days ago. There you go. And I watched it. Yeah. Or I watched, you know, one of the, one of the videos that was live. Yeah. And anyway, so I think like for a lot of the folks and one of the premises that we're, you know, getting together today on your show was to talk about, about how to, oops, sorry about that, about how to, um, like, again, actually pursue your passion and make a living. Mm -hmm. So, and there's a, a huge announcement that hasn't been announced. Uh, <laughs> well, it will be announced, uh, by the time this comes out, but I'll let you, uh, I'll let you take it away about what's happened. This is huge, man. I'm excited for you. <laughs> I'm excited too, man. It's been a long time in the making. Um, the short version is that, uh, and this is top secret, right? It doesn't come out until next Thursday. This will not come out until right. <laughs> next Thursday. Um, or I'm going to, I may sell it to some, I'm going to shop it and you'll make hundreds. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to um, be a multi hundred air by the end of right. the day. Um, no, it's, it's that we have launched or, or we are launching on Tuesday of next week. Um, our iOS and Apple TV apps to sort of complete a learning ecosystem. So we have a huge, strong presence on, uh, on the desktop and, and we have now an amazing iPhone app and an Apple TV app. So sort of in your pocket, you know, in front of your computer or in the living room, the sort of the lean back experience is amazing. And this stuff is gorgeous. It's, when you think of online learning, it's not just some dude at the webcam. It's like they all look like television shows. They're mm -hmm. all shot 48 cameras all on HD. It's beautiful. And now you can learn anywhere. And there is one little, um, for the folks that want to go get the Creative Live um, iPhone app, you do get, in addition to all the, the, the stuff that's on air, basically you can come and watch free content at Creative Live any day of the week. 
24-7, but that's what we're showing. There are always 1,500 classes that you could buy, and it, with the iOS app, you get to watch a lesson every day of any of our content for free. So, nice. uh, yeah. And so how lessons, does – go yeah. ahead. No, no, the lessons are – you know they're not just like a little one-minute YouTube video. It's like five to 30 minutes, and it's people actually giving you the actual steps – Mm-hmm. It's not some sort of bullshit overview. It's it's All right. And then it's like buy the package and we'll talk. Right. Now this is like Matt telling you how to record drum tracks. Like this is exactly where I put the mic and why and I worked on my engineer and this is what it sounds like and this is why you wouldn't do it this way and here's how we did it this way on this particular track. I mean it's like detailed level shit. And so the one – so you have lessons that are playing live – well, quote unquote playing live on their – it's – sort yeah. of streaming live and then there's live right yes that, so, that people can yeah. chime in and ask questions and all that yeah the 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 basic fundamental way of understanding it is that creative live operates like a freemium model there's always something playing like television in all of the channels in the mm-hmm. photo video design music um the money and life channel which is the the sort of the business channel and that's just like TV. You can't control what's on those channels, but you can come and watch them for free 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Right. If there's a class that you want to watch right now, then you got to buy it. Right. And then you can download it. and Yeah, download it or, or have it accessible on our fancy new iOS app or our Apple TV app or whatever. And I'm telling you, man, shit is gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, it kills, man. It's, it's beautiful. That's great, man. So that will be – let's see. We, what's today – so Tuesday, today, Tuesday, October 25th is the day that it comes out. And this will come out on Thursday. So whoever's listening to this right now, it is Thursday, the 27th. So <laughs> two days ago, it came out and we're jumping yes. into the future here. We are. Um, but so, I'm telling you, man, like Nick, I haven't told anybody about this. I, I'm just starting to do some press around it. Um, I, I feel under, honored under a very strict embargo, but you know, that's one of the things that I love about your audience and about this genre in particular is like, this is the DIY culture. This is literally why this company exists to help people pursue their dreams. And whether that's a dream of becoming a full-time musician or getting better and having a real place to learn for real, from real badasses, like that is literally the sole reason for being for Creative Live. It just so happens to be that there are millions of people who want to do that and we've been able to make sort of a, a business that has a really open and accessible model around it. So, mm-hmm. And, I, you know, it's funny because I have thought about this before about why would – if anyone's not a drummer, why would they want to follow what I do, right? But then I was like, well, I follow Chase and he's a photographer and I follow yeah. – you know, so I follow other creatives because I look at – we're all the same. We are. Just because you use a camera and I use a drum set – you know, I look at I look at creatives as creatives, and and you should, and we all have the same problems. We have problems around how do we how do we position ourselves, how do we differentiate ourselves, how are we better um, than other drummers or photographers? How do we make money? How do we not feel shitty when we you know try and like get paid to do what we love? And how can we you know where's our confidence? Like all those are just are really common common things and. I think most of the folks at home, when you're sitting alone in your underwear trying to figure this shit out, you feel alone and you feel like you're the only person who has this problem or that you feel like, God, if I really told somebody that this is something I wanted to do, I would be embarrassed. Like that's universal. All of those things are universals. Now there's 
a community of millions of people who are cool to like, like shed that stuff and mm-hmm. go after some of the things that they want to go and are really in a warm, you know, positive and sort of non, um, competitive freakish landscape, you know, there's a, right. we're all in this together sort of mentality. And you got to put it out there. Like I, I remember, I think you put a video out about showing your work, like let people see it, put it out there and it's probably going to get a lot more praise than you think. It will. And the process of actually you, you know, chasing your dreams is very aspirational. It'll be aspirational. What sound, what feels like your biggest fear will be incredibly aspirational to, you know, the people that are closest to you. And there might be some haters, you know, at the bottom of your YouTube comments, but you know, those people aren't in the arena. You don't give a shit what they think. Right. And they're going to be there. It doesn't matter who you are, what you do. Somebody's going to be like, you suck. Yeah, have you read the YouTube comments under the most famous bands in the world? Yeah, it's like Yeah, it's horrible. Oh, this guy sucks or yeah. Yeah, so yeah, this you know, this guy dude got a lucky break cuz he knew a musician because he did did a thing because he whatever. He's right. he's living shit and you're, you know, you're not. So you're wait, just not to keep running on. I want to be cognizant no. of your time, but you're, you're are you originally from Seattle? Born and raised. Okay, so you grew up in that whole that yeah, whole area. Yeah, I yeah, right through the core of that. Um, My buddy know. Scott was the drummer in Candlebox. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I've been. I'm sure I've seen Scott on stage. Yeah, he was uh, one of the found, or he's you know the founding member, Scott Mercado. There you go. Well, yeah, there's still so much great music um, in Seattle, and but it, you know that's the other thing that this is a it really is a global economy now. It, it, it you you can live in you know, Cleveland and still kill it. You can, mm-hmm. you have a, you know, if you read Kevin Kelly's seminal blog post about a thousand true fans, you can be a musician on the internet today and not have to, you know, take the traditional route, you know, very commercial, but super relevant examples. You know, uh, Ben Hager, uh, Macklemore, Ben mm-hmm. is, uh, is a friend. He, you know, people think he came out of nowhere. Now he's making music for 10 years and did it completely independent, um, shifted only over to having, I think it was Warner Brothers, distribute his music. And, you know, that instead of one out of every $12 going in his pocket, it's the other way around. You know, right. it's eight out of every 10. So, um, yeah, there's there's a bunch of different ways to do it. And that's my favorite thing about this time. So if you're wondering, you know, sitting at home wondering if now is a good time, like, not only is it a good time, but it's there's literally never been a better time because there are so many paths mm-hmm. to success, and there are so many jobs that are peripheral to um, to the thing that you think you've got your heart set on right now. That where you can still be in that industry and make you know make a living, and and um, or in your case, like you, the fact that you know how to podcast and that you have a dedicated audience that you've built up over time allows for you not to travel when you don't want to travel and you can go on tour and do that stuff when, you know, the, the amount that feels good to you and you can still have fucking medical insurance. <laughs> right. Right. It works. It Now's works. the time to do it. So if you're thinking about doing it, go do it. Trust it me. Is, yeah. And, it. and again, feel free to check out creative live musicians, designers, photographers, filmmakers. Um, you know, there's, there's good stuff there. So, for anyone who wants to check out Creative Live, go to creativelive.com forward slash drummer. And then in the promo code section, put in chaser, C H A S E R, 
Also, follow Chase on – he's on Twitter. He's on Snapchat, all that good stuff at Chase Jarvis, right? Instagram, yep, all that. Well, I wasn't going to bring up Instagram just yet. <laughs> but basically, it's, it's without without getting too deep into it, Chase basically invented Instagram. It was called Best Camera App. And there's a video of it that I will put in the show notes for the podcast for everyone to check it out uh, that Chase explains the whole thing and – but now he wasn't on Instagram for a while, but he's finally on Instagram, which he signed up for Instagram. And like two days later, he had like 18,000 followers or something like that. So <laughs> yeah. that, it was so funny because I never knew. I was like, why? I was like, he's a photographer. Why is he not on Instagram? But then I watched the video. Now I understand. Yeah, it was, um, it was my, my billion dollar mistake. Well, you, somebody, somebody's got to make it, right? <laughs> That's right. What's Mark Cuban say? You only got to be, you can be wrong a bunch of, you only got to be right once. <laughs> That's 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 what I'm hoping for, man. Ah, uh, you got you're there. Come on. Creative Live is going great. I'm I'm super happy and I'm I consider myself lucky to go to work every day with a bunch of people who love, you know, doing what they do so that the you know millions of people can pursue their passions. So well appreciate I'm the support. I'm happy for you, man. And what you've done with Creative Live has been nothing short of amazing through hard work, but uh definitely putting some great content some great learning things or great learning material out there for us creative so i appreciate what you do man i respect what you do keep on hustling and uh thank you for for being part of the podcast man i appreciate it i will never stop i love it appreciate it have a great day man chase thanks man you too So there you have it, Chase Jarvis from creativelive.com. I hope you dug that. And for the show notes to everything that we talk about, you can go to drummersresource.com forward slash session 217. Also, be sure to check out creativelive.com forward slash drummer. And if you use the promo code chaser, then you'll get 25% off any class that they have on Creative Live. And another thing, Get the new Creative Live app, whether you get it on Apple TV or download it for your iOS device. This is a really big deal. I'm really happy for them that they got this. It's amazing. So just, and it's it's an app, so it's free. Download it. Check it out. And uh, you can learn more at creativelive.com. And until the next podcast, keep drumming. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll be talking to you soon. Peace.